Good morning, friends. It's Grania Tyndall here. It's Numbers for Success. And this is another Numbers for Success podcast on all things soul. So, friends, it's May the 18th, 2022. And just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who came back to me regarding the interview with Sharon Huggard last week. A wonderful woman, very much into the whole Uh, inner world which affects our outer world when it comes to style and body confidence so check her out Sharon Huggard on Facebook and Instagram and and also hopefully friends you've managed to get through the uh, very powerful lunar eclipse that we've just gone through since the 16th and we will be experiencing the after effects of that for quite some time so I'm finding that a lot of people including myself our energies are quite low and just to be mindful of the different experiences we're going through and also just also with the fact that we're in mercury retrograde which can be about miscommunication just to be mindful of that so You might find people are a little bit more cranky or tetchy than normal and including yourself. So that could just be you're just literally, you know, harnessing the energies that are around us. So go gently, dear friends, go gently. And this particular podcast, you know, whilst, as you know, I've been doing these now for over two years and I'm really enjoying them. And of course, I can also be doing one on one sessions for people to help people discover and uncover their own true soul purpose, links of which will be below. But as a storyteller, these podcasts give me great joy because um, it's amazing the dynamics and the demographics of people who listen to these podcasts from all over the world, all ages. So it's very exciting for me that as a storyteller, I can broadcast just my own personal message far and wide. I had a huge response to um, my podcast called Home Alone. It was about two podcasts ago. And and that was all about what I'm going through right now in my own life, clearing out the old. And the lunar eclipse that we've just gone through and continue to work with that I've just mentioned is about purging. It is about purging the old physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually to prepare for the new ways. And so it's it's a known fact. Nature abhors a vacuum, meaning if there's a space in a garden, nature assures heaven will create something new there, as in um, something will grow and devolve. So that's a bit like us in our own life. And that brings me back to the the Tao, as we say, the Tao of caring for your house. So it's going back to the house, which in many ways is symbolic of your own body, which houses your soul. So I remember years ago, um, Wayne Dyer was one of my greatest, uh, for me anyway, um, when I was on my journey of self-discovery, I came across the work of Wayne Dyer. And one of the first books I read was the, um, the Erroneous Zones, and which really was before he really kicked into his spiritual uh, teachings. And then I went on to read, you know, uh, there is a spiritual solution to every problem. And I mean, he wrote 26, 28 best-selling New York Times bestsellers. But one of the ones I really, really loved was his interpretation of the Tao Te Ching. Now, the Tao Te Ching was a book written at least 500 years before the birth of Christ. And it was written by a wonderful Chinese sage called Latsu. And Latsu was um, 
disillusioned by the way in which his dynasty was been um you know ruled and the corruption was something that just didn't agree with his ethos now so he decided to leave the dynasty and when he arrived at the border um it said that a guard asked him the wise man to write a book before he left as kind of a lineage for for those who who go before him and after him instructing people the art of living so the guard knew who he was because he was a revered wisdom teacher all those thousands and thousands of years ago so good old Latsu decided he would so he called the book the Tao Te Ching and when it was completed he left China and never came back now it's a massive massive book right and um, it's a sacred text and it's called Taoism and that's what the word comes from and it's definitely one of the most translated books of all time along with the Bible and Agatha Christie stories so he in this book asks those who read it to live according to the principles of the Tao which is also called the way and the order of the universe and it's a spiritual path and ultimately it's not a straightforward one it's cyclical as we all know and it's very much something that there's a message for every day now it's the book that um Wayne Dyer wrote um I I actually off the top of my head because I'm just doing this intuitively I can't remember the name of the book but when I finish this I will look it up and put it in the in the um section below so the Tao is basically, you know, shedding our expectations and becoming an empty vessel, basically, to fill yourself with the yin and the yang energy, the light and the dark. You know, it's to try and get the balance. And every day there is a a message in which you read and you encompass. So it's a bit like any of the main spiritual practices that we have. But the point I'm mentioning him and uh, Latsu, who I have a real fondness for, is how can this advice from this man, from Latsu, help us back again to get our house in order? So, because it said, when your home and your car, they represent another aspect of you. So, if our souls, the real us, are so preoccupied with undoing, how does anything ever get done in our homes? Now, those of you who know me personally, um, I'm sometimes called the princess because I I truly have, um, I would much prefer to be doing anything else but housework. Um, And that's why I felt this was an important podcast to do because I'm sure there's many of you out there (laughs) who would rather be doing something else like creating, like I love to create, um, than actually physically doing housework. But the thing about it is, if we can again change our perception. So one of Latsu's lessons is that naming is the origin of all particular things and that mystery and manifestation arise from the same source. So, for example, that means I do find housework drudgery. There's no point in saying I do because I don't. I don't enjoy it. So, but it can be transformed when we look at it as a labor of love so it just again it's just changing things making something the mystery and the manifestation really do come from the same source 
So, for example, even the words I've used there, drudgery, I mean, Cinderella. So start with the words that describe or name your efforts. This is what Latsu suggests. So, for example, you know, if we call it chores or housework or tasks or drudgery, like I said, maybe instead call it caring for my home or... um, you know, the, the caring is a wonderful word, isn't it? And it's something I use a lot when I'm working for myself and clients, you know, caring, self-care for yourself, your pets, your home, your car, your neighborhood, your garden. So when we are mindful and kindful in a daily practice of caring for our home, even laundry, preparing food, you know, um, preparing for going to work, whatever it is, it's to actually be in that very moment and getting the balance so that we can understand that what we're doing is in many ways another aspect of self-care. And it's, it's very beautiful. And when we do that and find the mystery in the mundane, seeing it in the eyes or through the eyes of Latsu, who always urged his followers to regard the small as important and to make much of the little. That was certainly one of his messages. And I feel if we could do that to find much to make of little and yet not carry a high expectation of pressure on ourselves we can go very far I was speaking with a young woman recently and she presented herself as a I mean a beautiful young woman uh, who has a number of children and works full-time and when I met her she very much was very much in control very uh seemed you know perfectly you know dressed and made up and groomed and when we spoke and went a little bit deeper she began to cry and she cried and cried for a full session regarding the expectation she has put on herself to present herself to the world how presenting herself even to me for my work you know was vitally important um, you know the armor as we put on um, but all, equally it has now transcended into her home she's four young children very young works full time as does her husband and she puts herself under such enormous pressure to present herself to her world in such a way that she has it all going and just with a simple few sentences and conversations and just holding space for her her um her whole veneer cracked and she cried and cried as the pressure she's putting under and on herself and what was so interesting was her when we worked together for her soul's contract her soul's contract is to have joy in this lifetime is to find joy in the mundane in the small things in life even the small as important so whilst we did the session for the hour or thereabouts it really was you know for her a, a moment of breakthrough because she realized there was nobody asking or putting pressure on her 
to have the perfect home with four little children, perfectly groomed, going out to play, to school, including herself, uh, except herself. So then that would be another conversation to go a bit further. However, when we are able to see the patterns we're running, the, the demands we're putting on ourselves, we can go back to an authentic path of wholeness and come back to ourselves. And that's why everything is a reflection of everything that's in our lives that we value is a reflection of who we are. So maybe today you might decide to look at your home because I'm going to do it and your car as as a part of you and that you're going to care for it as opposed to, you know, um, find it a challenge. And there was an American um, psychoanalyst and she found a very interesting way of looking at housework in terms of sort of sensuality, which I kind of found appealing. And this is what she says. Time to dust again. Time to caress my house. To stroke all its surfaces. I want to think of it as a kind of lovemaking. The chance to appreciate by touch what I live with and cherish. Well, there you go now. Isn't that the way to look at it? To look at your home the centre of your expression of who you are as a as another part of your soul where you can look at it as a way of lovemaking, of caring, the Tao of lovemaking, the Tao, the way of home caring, to stroke its surfaces, to appreciate that every single thing in your home has come to you either you've bought it or it's been gifted and as I said the last time furious friends if something's in your home which has a resonance of something that maybe doesn't bring you back a happy memory well that's important to maybe say that's time for it to move on to another home but in essence friends make love to your homes today until uh, next week and Recognize that you are the creator of the sacred space in which you reside and sleep and eat and love. And with that, I'm going to go now and care for my home. And I'll try not to look at it in a way of being drudgery, but I'll look at it in a way of being the Tao. And so it is. And friends, if you or anyone you know would like to understand or know what their soul contract is, please feel free to contact me personally on numbers4, number4, numbers4success.com and I would be delighted to help you or your loved ones in understanding your soul purpose. And so it is. <laughs>